everybody. Welcome to Edmonton Chamber Chat. On behalf of the Edmonton Chamber of Commerce, I'm Bryn Griffiths. Joining us is the President and CEO of the Chamber, Jeffrey Sunquist. How are you doing today? I'm terrific, Bryn. How are you? I'm doing great. This is the very first one of these, and I'm pumped about it. But more than anything, I want to learn a little bit more about the Edmonton Chamber of Commerce. But before we do that, I need to know a little bit about you because you're still relatively new. I know you're almost a year into the job here. So tell us a little bit about how you got going in this direction. Yeah, it would all start with uh, working with a company out of Calgary in the energy services space where I was leading the mergers and acquisitions portfolio. And then uh, I got involved with the chamber as a member because we saw great benefit in it. And uh, that led into becoming a member of the Energy and Environment Committee because of the connectivity. In uh, 2011, I was appointed uh, as a diplomat to Europe to deal with energy and environmental policy as well as trade and investment for uh, the government of Alberta. But my remit covered the broader European Union. And uh, that was a very, you know, personally and professionally rewarding uh, experience. When my diplomatic post was up, I started an energy uh, environmental services company. Uh, our inver- first investment was in the industrial wastewater space. And so we had some, it was a startup, did some really, really good work, faced some headwinds here uh, in the province, economy was soft, and we relocated our business down to California. At that time, I was on the board of the chamber, so I went from committees onto the board, and uh, from there, I went on to being board vice chair. When we relocated the business, we um, had the opportunity to, I wasn't going to move to California. And so as board vice chair, uh, the existing management of the time and the board knew I had some capacity because I wasn't relocating. And so they asked me to consider taking on a a leadership role with a chamber. And so here I am. And it's exciting and challenging. I know that that's exactly the kind of stuff you look forward to. And uh, this is, it's been fun just watching you grow through this position, even with all that experience. Yeah, well, the, the team that that I came into was already really, really strong. So, and very familiar to me as being previously on the board. So, I think that transition worked really, really well. Coming into a new organization during a pandemic, a member-led, or member-driven organization during a pandemic is challenging, no doubt. But uh, the, the team adapted really, really well, has worked really, really innovatively, I guess I would say, Bryn. Um to come up with new ideas, to ensure that we stay relevant with our members, come up with new fresh ideas, stay engaged, and make sure that we continue to uh, bring excellent value to uh, our membership and the broader business community. You mentioned the word engage, so getting feedback from others is very helpful for you. Absolutely. You know, we we speak on behalf of the business community and uh, are certainly our members, and making sure we understand how they feel about certain uh, certain issues and certain topics, we need to have the, our finger on the pulse. Okay, well, let's talk about the Edmonton Chamber's background. I don't know how far back you want to go, but the, the Chamber has been around the city of Edmonton and the community for a very, very long time. Yeah, it's been about 133 years. So it really actually started out as the Edmonton Board of Trade, and that was established in 1889. And the first major project that the Board of Trade at that time undertook was getting a railway here. So not people, not a lot of people really recognize that uh, the Chamber played an instrumental role in getting railway access to Western Canada and particularly the Edmonton region. Uh, it's been involved in getting infrastructure um, 
built like water, sewer, roads, and so forth. In 1905, the city of Edmonton was incorporated. And in 1928, the Edmonton uh, Board of Trade changed to the Edmonton Chamber of Commerce. Ah, okay. And so there's been a number of uh, number of issues regarding the economy, economic recovery in the 30s, of course, after the Depression, was very engaged in that. And, um, you know, all the way to, um, you know, being involved in supporting and advocating for the conditions, good proper conditions for business to to succeed. Now, over 133 years, we've come a long way. We, you know, I've seen the pictures of Jasper Avenue from way back then, horse and buggy and that kind of stuff. And now you take a look at how big the metropolitan area has become. It's amazing how the city has grown, therefore the chamber's grown. Yeah, absolutely. It, it has grown not only, um, certainly this, by the uh, uh, size of the city, but the diversity of the city. You know, there's the economic diversification that we've enjoyed in and around the Edmonton metropolitan area. We've got a very diverse uh, membership base. About 85% are small and medium size. So we really do represent the interests of businesses of all sizes. It's not just about being the big business, the utilities and that type of thing. But because we can communicate with all orders of government and bring issues forward, whether it's municipal, provincial or federal, we really can be that strong voice for businesses of all sizes. So here we are, we're in 2022. I guess the the question that I would ask just from being a casual observer is what's the role of the chamber now, this year? Well, there are three key tenets for us and one is to uh, advocate, so policy advocacy, and I can get into our policy committees uh, in a moment, but to advocate on behalf of industry and business for business conditions that are conducive for success. The second is to uh, educate so we bring thought leaders and business together to share ideas, new thoughts, uh, innovations, and so forth. And the third is about connecting. And that's been a bit of a challenge during the pandemic. But making those business connections, bringing people together to share ideas and just meet one another and see how they can support one another, that's what the Chamber is all about. Now, through this whole pandemic, you talk about communicating and reaching out to people. Podcasts have really taken off, which is one of the reasons why we're doing this, right? Yeah, we're really trying to look at how we can um, communicate with the broader business community more effectively. And we, with the pandemic, we've learned that podcasts can be a very effective way to, uh, to communicate. So whether you're walking your dog or driving uh, your car, heading down to Calgary, um, listen to some interesting discussion through the chamber. Well, that's part of the educate part, right? That would be another area that you're trying to focus on here. Yeah, there, there are so many thought leaders in the region. And if we can bring them together, and if we can have um, the broader business community talk about issues that are facing their organizations every day, not necessarily about promoting the goods and services of their business, but rather what are the issues of the day? How are you handling them? How can you share your learnings and your do-betters with the business community? Another area would be connect. How do you bring the, the groups together? How, do, how does everybody uh, connect? Well, that's been a challenge over the last couple of years. Okay. And the team has done a really, really good job of using technology to connect with people. I think we're all reasonably fatigued with the Zoom call connections. Yes. And we're, we're <laughs> delighted that uh, we're heading into a period where we're hopefully having more face-to-face uh, connection opportunities. And so we've got you know lots of events coming up. 
Um, but having those networking opportunities, uh, supporting local businesses and so forth, bringing people together, um, certainly there's a lot of demand for that right now. And uh, it's one of the core things that we do at the Chamber. What about the diversity of the companies that you're dealing with? There's a lot of different businesses in this community and they do different things. It's got to be a real eye-opener for you. Of course. There there are obviously many different industries. There are many different uh, sizes of organizations facing different issues. And we, through our policy committees, want to learn what's of import to them. And uh, so we've got a series of policy committees that can uh, discuss relevant issues in different, uh, you know, in different areas, whether it's, you know, energy, environment, natural resources, or whether it's... You know, it could be trade and industry. Yeah. It used to be trade and market access, which, which was really developed around the time when pipelines were top of mind in market access. So we're, we've kind of rejigged our, our uh, committee structure a little bit just to refresh it. Is that a big thing? And I guess a lot of that comes from the feedback from, uh, from your members is that they tell you this is working, that isn't working. So I guess you always have to be ready to kind of reinvent a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, things evolve uh, all the time. Certainly one one thing that's top of mind right now is the visitor economy and how it's been impacted with the uh, with the pandemic. And so we do have a, a new committee that we're constituting now on the visitor economy to, to talk about um, uh, issues and opportunities facing the hospitality industry, the, the convention business, the entertainment business, sports events, etc. I know how active you are in terms of the Edmonton International Airport. There's another area that has gone through this radical change over the last two years and we got to get it restarted a little bit, but it seems to be coming around slowly. It is. The team at EIA has done a really, really good job of, of um, re-engaging with airlines and so forth. And they've also carved out, carved out a, a niche in increasing their cargo capacity. They've really amplified their strategic location as a great opportunity to build a, log- a logistics hub. We do have a free trade zone here, and we've got great rail networks. We've got great over-the-road networks, and we've got great air access. Yeah. They, I saw a, an expression. It's, uh, it says, better when it's YEG. What is that? Well, that was um, a, an excellent campaign uh, developed by our marketing team at the Edmonton Chamber, and it was really about so, uh, um, supporting local business. And... Uh, we put on many different events, provided resources to help companies digitize, uh, tried to connect as best we could. And one of the other elements of the Better When It's Yeg campaign was uh, Sample the City, where we promoted um, and highlighted 50 locally lo- owned restaurants in the, in the area. Have to ask, why is it important to shop local? Because we keep hearing that it doesn't matter which channel we're watching, whether it's down in the U.S. or up in Canada. It's, it's important right here in Edmonton. Well, statistically, as we understand it, about every, for every dollar spent regional or locally, right. about 70 cents stays local. Okay. And so supporting local business, these are the risk takers. These are the people who are employing people. They are the ones that we should be supporting and, um, and keeping the, you know, the financial resources as close to home as we can. What about the percentage of the, when I'm talking about the business community here, what's the percentage of uh, small and medium-sized businesses to the chamber? We're about 85% small okay. and medium-sized business. Okay. On average, uh, it seems that the uh, dollars that are being spent, you talked about 70 cents. That's that's a big number. 
I don't know if people are aware of that. Is that a, a message that you've got to continually be getting out there? Yeah, we do. Uh, I think uh, I think we've done a really effective job communicating the importance of shopping local and certainly at the formative stages of the pandemic people recognize the importance of it as well and they i think had a a higher willingness to pay to support local right and i think that was a really good signal that uh people had a bit of a reset on how they perceive how they shop one of the things you keep hearing, and if you've traveled across this country, you recognize every city has unique has a real unique character about it. You're finding that here in Edmonton. I know you are. Because you're from here. Yeah, I am from here. Yeah, there there is certainly a unique character to to uh, to Edmonton. And um, it's a very supportive business community. It's uh one it's a very innovative business community and a very I would say perhaps too quiet, but a quiet business community. Now, we get everybody in Edmonton to pull together, but we also have to send our message outside of the city. Is that another role the Chamber's playing? Absolutely. We collaborate with other Chambers of Commerce. There's the Greater Edmonton Region Chambers of Commerce, of course, we're the largest of the the uh, 10 regional chambers in the Edmonton Metropolitan Region. But we also collaborate particularly on policy with the Calgary Chamber. When you've got um, probably $225 billion in GDP represented by two strong chambers, your voice matters. And so whether it's provincial issues or federal issues, we develop collectively good policy. Uh, we don't necessarily agree on everything, but where we can align, uh, we certainly do. And, and there is strength in numbers. I don't remember you and I were involved in a podcast and we were talking with your counterpart in Halifax. And there were a lot of common threads there. But it was kind of fun to see the challenges and the successes in those markets and I know that you were watching and listening very carefully because some of that stuff can be applicable here. You learn from each other, right? Yeah, where, wherever you can not reinvent the wheel, it's efficient, right? Yeah. So, so learn best practice from people who have had the trials and tribulations and, and uh, learn those best practices and, and leverage them. I'm a strong believer in always having a bet on the table. Um, oh, create, a, create, a, create an environment where... Uh, you can be innovative, create an environment where you can fail, but fail fast try new things. Always have a bet on the table. Try things always. And as long as I've known you, one of the things that I've always loved is the fact that there's open communication. And I'm sensing that that uh, that line of communication is even broader now that you've come in because uh, that's that's kind of how you work. Well, communication and relationships matter. And uh, I think all things can be resolved through solid communication. You can learn. Well, exactly. <laughs> Just all you have to do is listen, right? Yeah. Okay. The other thing too, on this podcast, what's the goal? What do you want to, you want to give people an opportunity to basically state uh, that, that there's a great communication between the chamber and their business, right? Right. We want to be able to amplify and represent the interests of business, whether it's downtown vibrancy, which is very top of mind right now, yep. or whether it's affordable quality childcare. Rarely would you find a business organization getting involved in social issues like affordable and quality childcare, but it matters to the business community because it affects the business community. We've got a labor shortage. And with that labor shortage, a barrier, childcare can be a barrier for parents wanting to re-engage in the workforce. So advocating for that, having the chamber use its levers, use its relationships and its advocacy efforts at provincial and federal levels, uh, it helps. 
Is it easy to stay plugged in with what they're thinking at City Hall as much as they are at the legislature? That's all part and parcel of what you do. Absolutely. We've got to uh, monitor all issues and some things we weigh in on, some things we don't. We do certainly take guidance from our members on what's important to them through our policy committees and uh, formulate positions and communicate those positions. So how does somebody get a hold of you if they, uh, if they have a suggestion or maybe they might even have a suggestion for your podcast mm. or a topic or a, you know, a subject? How can people get a hold of you? Well, you can email policy at edmontonchamber.com or you can reach us at the office at the, uh, the Edmonton Chamber, the World Trade Center, Edmonton. And we'll have all that in the show notes as well. Hey, that's, that's like, this is podcast number one. Are you okay with that? Is that all right? I'm good. All right, beautiful. <laughs> so make sure you tune us in for the uh, next episode. I don't know what it's going to be, but I know it's going to be exciting. 